everyone and welcome to Aishapedia Uncut with me, your host, Aisha, or as you may know me on social media, Aishapedia. Today we're going to be diving into the world of media, not exactly social media, but rather the world of print and digital media. So what is print media? Print media, as we say, is just mass communication through the form of printed publications. So, for example, newspapers, magazines, newsletters. And yes, I'm giving you that kind of a definition. Because nowadays, the definition of media seems to be distorted. It can be anything from social media to print media to digital media. So let's give you a bit of a history. Since we know that print media is probably one of the oldest forms of media out there, it all started in 1440 and one of the first documented newspapers came from Julius Caesar. After this evolution, the production and distribution of newspapers really started to take off and the prices of newspapers started to rise. And that's when people started to recognize this as an industry rather than just a hobby. By the late 20th century, movements in art and style propel the print media world into a modern age. And that's when the computers came in. Computers took over and graphic design in the 1960s had a major impact on social media. Digital graphic work led to an increase in advertising, computers became more widespread, businesses started converting to digital advertising, and so did consumers. So although digital design and the computer age have been blamed for negatively affecting print media, mostly saying that it's made print media obsolete, in some ways it's only made the print media world stronger. Print houses for magazines and newspapers would be unable to publish stories and photos fast enough. Basically, without computer software, print media wouldn't be as accessible, especially to small business owners and companies that have never really embarked into print media before. South Africa has been no stranger to the horrible effects of the coronavirus. People have lost their jobs, major publishing houses have closed down because of it, the magazines and the books that we once knew are no longer today. So what does this all mean? What are we going to do now that print media could potentially be over? To dive more into the question of whether print media really does have a future, I've decided to embark the help of a guest. I'm not the expert, but he has a much better knowledge when it comes to this topic. Meet Aaron Moss. Aaron is an extremely talented photographer, someone who I've personally worked with on Instagram and is currently working in client services. So Aaron, welcome to Aishapedia Uncut, and please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do specifically in media. Hi Aisha, thank you so much for having me. Hi listeners as well. My name is Aaron Nathan Worse. I am a photographer and kind of creative strategist. I'm now veering into the working world after doing a postgrad in brand strategy, built on a undergrad at UCT in multimedia production. That's kind of my background of the working fields that I'm in, and then I've taken a keen, keen interest in photography, and I've had the fortunate opportunity to document Afropunk as well as the Cape Town Jazz Fest and looking to, to create a lot more editorial work in the future. I don't know if any of you, any of our listeners have actually seen Aaron's work, but if you go onto his Instagram and his website, you can see everything he's done with Afropunk, I mean his Jazz Fest, your pictures, you worked with Jazz Fest last year as well, if I'm not mistaken. So that was just, it was incredible stuff. So I would highly recommend it. And I think you've been recently published in, was it Vogue, Vogue Italia as well online? So it's it's just the Photo Vogue platform. I actually encourage anyone to go ahead and submit to the photo editors of Vogue Italia and then they curate like an online platform. It's really interesting. It's it's based around beauty and all the different forms and types of comes. So just trying to break down those standards of beauty on a few different So tell us, Aaron, tell us about, you know, what is your perception of print media? How did it start up? When you grew up, tell me everything about what your perception is. I think growing up as a kid, I always had this interaction with Nat Geo Wild. 
I was that kid who would love, I think we had one of those subscriptions. So I would get that magazine and there'd be a whole bunch of activities and stuff in there to do. Get other magazines like Carlson Home and Case. And Is your dad the type of person to read the Sunday newspaper? Was he always grabbing the newspaper? Yeah. So then I think that was, that was the, the, the magazine side of things, but we always had this reoccurring thing of getting a newspaper in the morning, always checking to see. We used to subscribe to the Times newspapers every day before school. My sister and I would, would basically read through the paper if we if we don't have time before definitely when we came back after school we'd have a read through the paper i think we all had our had our preferred sections but it, it was a, like a reoccurring thing in our household we definitely had the newspaper we still get the saturday star on sunday mm-hmm. times today so mm-hmm. and what was your favorite section from the newspaper because mine personally was always the comics i mean as a kid that's how i grew up always just going straight to the comics all the crosswords there was there was a part of me that definitely went to go and see what madam and eve was in there for the day yes but I think I always went straight to the sports sports side. From the sports side, I think I started crossing over more into the lifestyle from Sunday Times. I think I'd always be aware of the, the kind of headlines and, and news that would come through. But I think I'd also have like a bit more of a international angle on things with what I receive on social media. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really good supplement, obviously. And you know you're getting it from a trusted news source. So I think that's also one of the big things today is that, yeah, our access to, to trusted, reliable sources is dwindling in a sense. I think that's the thing, that when you're, when you're on the internet, actually, you're not 100% sure about the source, whether it's 100% reliable. I mean, you could get it off Wikipedia and all of a sudden people would believe you because it's on the internet. So I think that's, that's actually my next question to you. What is your current opinion of print media in the digital era? Do you think it's still relevant? I had this conversation with a, a few friends. We started seeing like impacts on, on news. I think we're going to just see different forms of it. People are always fond of something in having something in their hands. It's the same reason why people opt to buy books rather than buying an ebook. even though you do get people that do either or. Personally, I feel that the digital age has sort of changed the way people can access media and also just in general. I think people always think of you know digital areas like such a negative effect. I think it's actually reinforced the print media world because now people have a stronger appreciation for it whereas I mean some people think you know there's I think there's two sides to it you know computers have made print media more accessible and I think with you know print media sort of evolved from that history that we've seen and that we've heard about now I think print media is something that people appreciate way more than what they used to in the past you know no I definitely agree with you there I think access is always a problem for print media as well you'd love to have a magazine but then you just wouldn't buy it that that was also exactly the case Um, exactly I think now what we might also see is with these limited edition runs or perhaps print editions of digital publications, you are going to probably see it as a, as a, a certain higher cost attached to that, as opposed to digital media where you just get past the paywall or it's already freely available. Yeah, I think accessibility is a huge, huge thing, especially in South Africa's climate. So even as much as we think digital media is accessible, it's not realistically accessible to broader population. Not everybody has access to the internet as well. And especially in South Africa, I mean, the country itself is not exactly this very rich country, like a first world country. To have access to the internet is, it's not a luxury. You know, data is not that, it's not that cheap. No, it's not cheap at all. Exactly. So I think that, you know, people nowadays, even though they think that, oh, you know, digital era is so much easier, it's so much better, you know, it's, it's the print media is just not relevant. I think because the younger generations see that they're so addicted to their screens, to their phones, that they no longer feel the need to read media. But actually, you know, I was looking at some statistics. It's actually the opposite, which is true. Apparently, younger generations are actually almost just as encouraged to read print media just as much as you know, the older generation, because 
it yeah. sort of captivates your audience. I think people nowadays are sort of into that whole vintage, oh, you know, newspaper, what's in your hand? Can you feel it in your hand? Whereas there was a point where I think everybody was reading through ebooks. Everybody had a Kindle or a print reader or something like that, you know, an iPad. And I think that it's just important to see like the two sides of the coin. And I feel like people assume print media is completely irrelevant, but I think it also just depends on your demographic. No, I agree. That's that's fascinating though as well. I for one am happy that we still have that attraction to print and it's being reflected in statistics. Do you think that you gravitate more towards the digital side of media because of your line of work or is your personal preference print media? I think I definitely gravitate towards digital stuff because of that ease of access and because it's easier to put out a lot more in a sense. Yeah. So while more isn't always the best thing, yeah. what it does offer you is choice. You're able to see one person have interviews on a few different platforms as well, which is also really interesting, especially when it comes to like people speaking about projects they're involved in or musical albums. There's a few different kind of ways of coming at that. What I do appreciate though is having some kind of balance to have print as well as digital, to have that kind of interaction at least, however big or small it may be. A really nice example is the lake in Cape Town. I really enjoy that. It's visual, it's small, it's compact, it's kind of impactful as well because it gets down to the nitty gritty of whoever interviewed and they have a few different sections that are quite nice as an addition. Yeah, I think the the big thing when it comes into these things as well as digital and print is where's your revenue stream and how are you going to generate enough so that you can keep it going and sustainable and all of those kind of questions. How do you think digital has changed the way we interact with the media? I mean, we mentioned it briefly, but how do you think that, you know, the, the two differences between digital and print media? I think one thing I personally have noticed is that digital media allows a conversation with the author because if you have any Anything there, anybody can straight away share a comment. If it, even if it's on Facebook, even if it's on their website, yeah. you can always leave feedback. You can always comment. Whereas print media is, it feels very limited. So, how do you think the digital age has changed the way we interact? Well, I think we also comment on, on print media as well, on social media channels and digital channels. You'll often find that people write open letters, people do quote or comment on stuff that appears in print and then channels that onto their social media channels or their digital interactions and stuff. But yeah, there's definitely that breakaway. Are you a Gen Z or are you a millennial? Because I think we need to just have... Gen Z. Yeah, this is a problem. <laughs> Because this is a problem, you see. Gen Zs, I mean, they've grown up in an era of just technology and technology being the basis of everything. So everybody automatically assumes that, oh, you know, if you're part of, if you're a Gen Z, you're not interested in reading things in front of you. You prefer seeing things like ebooks or you prefer to watch a video or, you know, you prefer to just not have to sit and read a book. You prefer to just see it online. I mean, even teaching is changing. It's just online. I think I think what's really interesting with Gen Z people is that we have a really, really strong sense of nostalgia or that's something that can be played on very easily. I found it with um, kind of conversations that I've had and seen things pop up here and there and where people bring up this thing of, hey, remember when we were a kid and we could do this and this and this? And we have this fascination with how things have changed. I get what you mean. It's sort of like you've got more of this curiosity to find out, oh, how things have changed, sort of how things have evolved and how we're kind of going, progressing to Towards things. Whereas I think millennials have this idea that, oh, in our day, we didn't have this, we didn't have that. And that's why when it comes to media, and you think about media in particular, I think a lot of people who yeah. are fitting this demographic of print media or digital media, it's sort of like a new age for millennials, whereas Gen Z's are sort of like, well, we've known, you know, we've known digital media, but now we're getting to know print media. So you guys kind of, I think like a lot of 
people that I've met that are Gen Zs, they tend to have more of an appreciation for this. And it's actually a thing I had a conversation with a friend the other day about the fact that telephone books, I don't know if you've ever come across telephone books, but you'd have everybody's number and it's all available right there. But the generation that's growing up today won't have access to that. They'll just go on Google. And everything is really available for them because of this digital era of everything being online. Yeah, with this advent of digital technology and seeing new things come out all the time, with that comes the the dying of older channels. Yeah, trying to keep it going. We actually discussed this a while ago when it actually happened. I mean, Associated Media Publishing, they closed their doors down in South Africa. For those of you who are not familiar with Associated Media Publishing, they're sort of like this powerhouse in media in South Africa. I mean, they're responsible for a number of magazines and a number of publishing such as Cosmo, you know, Good Housekeeping. Their magazines were everywhere in the spas and the picking pays and exclusive books. They were just, you know, very well known throughout South Africa. And they recently closed their doors because of COVID. How do you think this is going to affect South African media, especially since the market of published media is actually quite small in South Africa in comparison to the rest of the world? In the, in that vein, COVID's had a huge impact on a lot of different industries. But um, when it comes to media, I mean, even Caxton locals transferring some of their publications to a more digital kind of channel. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I have, I have the necessary answers for that. I think it's something we're still going to have to learn as we go on. I think it's something that, you know, we because we obviously can't judge how Corona is going to be going forward and what's going to be happening with that. I think it's something maybe we'll just have to learn as we go on. Yeah, the, the one thing that does come to mind is an uptake in maybe quarterly or biannual print editions where magazines or publications and so on would kind of collate a bigger edition and a bigger series to be released or or to account for a few months rather than a single month. But I feel like those kind of things, you also have to know your market because when it comes to those kind of things, you have to build it up, but you also have to look at other aspects. When it comes to certain magazines, you know, sometimes you wouldn't read a certain magazine, but if there's something in there that sort of appeals to you, I don't know how it could work with limited edition because if you're going to collate all of this information you know, it's going to broaden your scale of your markets as well. I think that is a good way to sort of keep your company while your media house running. Yeah, I, I don't think you can perhaps be print only these days. For the case of Associated Media closing down and perhaps other magazines going digital now, What is what does that mean for you in terms of the content you're putting out? Because you can't necessarily package your print content and then put that straight onto digital. I really enjoy long-form journalism. It's fascinating now because are you now going to start moving over to video, photo-orientated stuff? Are you going to be doing more audio podcasting there's there's a lot of opportunity available within these digital channels but it's also not curious to see whether that's going to suit your audience it might just be packaged in the wrong way you're listening to aishapedia uncut and we'll be right back so taking all of that into account i think i need to ask the question and the topic why we're here today is do you think print media is over yeah so i think print media as we know it is over and it's now proven with the exacerbation of COVID-19. So what we're going to also see now is I think there definitely has to be a different way of, of funding these channels. And people have already opted now for paywalling when it comes to journalism. And you're, in a sense, really rewarded for getting past that paywall because you're ac- accessing the, the very information and the quality of writing that you're paying for. In a sense, it is a, is a sad thing that you won't be able to interact with, interact with the way you used to. I think even when, when it comes to the opportunity ahead, it's also that thing of just 
adapting. What's what's going to happen with the new changes in technology when 5G comes around and we're all accessing information and able to push these high download and upload speeds? So do you have any recommendations for any print media that you would recommend to our listeners, print or digital? Let's start off with print because print is you know the dying breed right now. But do you have any recommendations for our listeners to look out for Something that you would personally recommend to start reading? Any books? Any articles? I think I'm a little stronger on the, the digital side already, but I think that's also the limited access to as much print. But also, like, my interest is often aligned to kind of artsy or creative avenues. So I've been still wanting to get my hands on some fight on books. I think what we're also forgetting in this kind of conversation is the accessibility of libraries. When you do go to a library, you, as, as a student at least, is you would be accessing journal articles and certain things online as well. So in a sense, we yeah. do have those digital libraries available. Give me some of your digital recommendations. Yeah, so so when it comes to, to that kind of thing, I've really been enjoying We Present, which is like another arm of We Transfer. So We Transfer offer up a few different products, but We Present is their kind of journalistic and writing orientated space. So they've done a few interviews with like Solange Knowles, they've done a take on D'Angelo, then there's Design, and Design's a lot more architectural design based. Actually during COVID, they had a virtual design festival happening, so they had talks with various industry players, architects, designers, people doing interesting things with different materials. And then when it starts moving across into kind of the photographic eye and lens, I really enjoy the Aperture blog. So the Aperture blog is from this publishing house, Aperture. They tend to do interviews, features, upcoming books. They've had a few different articles now talking to different creatives during this time of COVID-19 and their various lockdowns. And then very similar to that kind of aperture, take on photo stories and photojournalism sometimes is C41. And that's a European-based platform which cover anything from music to fashion and visuals. But yeah, there's there's quite a lot. I think when it comes to music journalism, my favorite articles to read are those from DJ Booth. It is, is American. They tend to do retrospective takes on albums as opposed to your quick reviews that you'll find your after two, three days that the, the album comes out or the project comes out takes you on a journey rather than just hearing about the album you're hearing about the, the history behind it. There's a, there's a few of those, especially when it comes to the, the artist interviews. I remember one that comes to mind, there's actually a whole year of these. Um, one of the head writers, Donna, Donna C, she did a year of Mac. So I think every week for the whole year, she put out an article reflecting on Mac Miller's discography. Moving moving over to some kind of African, South African publication, 3Mag is a great one. They up to date with politics, opinion, arts and culture stuff, music. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned the earlier, which is a nice kind of physical print one. But Bubblegum Club is also a great one as well. Have you heard of the business of fashion? No, I have not. They have an online website and it's an app as well. And they have a podcast and they sort of talk about, you know, everything related to fashion, the fashion industry. You know, they talk about things that are very current and they offer a free, if you are a student, and I think if you've got a UCT account as well, you can actually have access or free access to their professional membership. I've been enjoying reading their recent articles. They've been talking a lot about the art and media, and they've been talking about how Corona in particular is affecting the media industry and fashion industry. So I think I would recommend that people who are listening to this, you should really have had your notepad and maybe just go back to what Aaron said and just listen to this again. So yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for being here, Aaron. 
and especially you know for all those amazing thought-provoking stories and thoughts and ideas and just your take on the digital media and the print media as well especially whether it's relevant today and i think to our listeners if you haven't already please check out aaron's instagram amazing series of photos amazing you know work out there on his instagram which is at aaron nathan and his website which also has more of his work which is aaronnathan.com and yeah thank you so much aaron for being here Thank you so much for having me, Aisha, and thank you so much for the for the conversation. I think the same kind of comment goes for you. Always enjoy our conversations off air as well. I think it's going to be a really interesting space to follow over the coming months and years ahead. Mm-hmm.